everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, Sintom F's the King, and we're here to talk about the Super Bowl. How are you, King? I'm fine. I'm fine. I wasn't... I got thrown by your intro then. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah, well, it just has been the Super Bowl, so... Yeah, I know that. It's all yep. changed. It has. It's the end of the season. And to help us, obviously, we can't just do it alone. No. It's too big a game just to handle on our own. Yep. But to bring in a special guest. We did indeed, yeah. Oh, that'd be me then. <laughs> Looking at you two, chilling punk out. Reader. <laughs> how you doing, guys? You alright? We're okay, Punk. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm still actually more tired today from watching the Super Bowl than I was yesterday, but, you know. We haven't spoken we'll, to you we'll for ages. We'll power on through. We'll power on through. I'm sure <laughs> get the caffeine flowing. And Well, that's not caffeine you're drinking. Well, no, that's true. <laughs> so, it's been, yeah, it has been a long time since we spoke to you. It was midway through the regular season. Derek Carr was fully functioning and fully functioning. The Oakland Oakland Raiders were well on their way to challenging for the first seed in the AFC. That's true. We better have a catch up quickly then on uh, what's happened would, to the Raiders would, would you since like that a, point. A quick rundown. Yeah, let's do it. Carr broke leg, season ended. There you go. Pretty much it. <laughs> Brief to the point. Yeah. Job done. You hold, okay. That's all you needed, really. That's all you need. You do, You guys spoke about it at the time. <laughs> we have a little yeah. bit. And, and you know, us Raider fans, we we knew we weren't going anywhere after that. So, mm. you know, come back next season, fitter, stronger, healthier, better. A bit sunnier down in San Diego as well, so you might... <laughs> the San Diego Raiders. What's that? King? Don't. Don't even not go for that, King. Don't no. even go there. No. Also, you got more. Trophies. <laughs> they might go there. You got more trophies. We we did win another trophy or two. Cabinets, cabinets. You know, filling up nicely. Cabinet, cabinet is filling up. Couple of indi- individual trophies. We've got uh, Mac one Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Carr one Clutch Performer of the Year. Mm-hmm. Don't know what you boys think about that. I think absolutely perfect picks. I think. I <laughs> sure think for the do. seasons they've had. Yeah, they've had good the, seasons. That you couldn't really argue with them to be. To be honest, I actually think I called him the most clutch quarterback on. I this think podcast. you did. I think you did. Probably around sort of week six or seven. Yeah, yeah. So foreshadowing on my part. Well, Hall of Fame honors do listen to the podcast, so they probably took that on. Yeah, no, definitely, absolutely. It was on the swing. I, swing I, I had a vote. Did you guys not get a vote? Yeah, we got a vote. Got a vote. Oh, right, Media vote. Go, then. Media vote. Um, the Cleo Mac thing. Obviously, great that JJ Watt got injured because he <laughs> always comes second to him. It does. It does help when JJ Watt's not played much of the seasons before. But then you could say that about anybody that one defensive player of the year this year. So, but no, I, I think Khalil Max had pretty much the best all-round defensive performance in the league this year. I think with his what's, what's he had now, eleven or twelve sacks, four or five forced fumbles, just generally being a captain and being a leader at you know the age he is, it's it's quite impressive, really. And he's, I mean, and he's a known commodity now, so he is... And he is people, a known commodity. So people he, are factoring that in. I think we touched on it actually pre-season, the Bruce Irvin pickup. Yeah, yeah absolutely. One, just his experience from the Seahawks. And, and frankly, I didn't ex- expect him to have that level of play off the edge. Was still creating havoc on the on the opposing side to, to Cleo Mack. The one thing he has added, I'm talking Mack here and not Irvin, is... Um, it's those ball hawking skills that I don't think any of us really knew he had in the locker. He had he's a got couple, some hands. A couple of interceptions this year. He's, as well. he's, he's got a couple of interceptions. Uh, at least one touchdown that I can think of. 
Um, yeah, no, he's. I, I can't argue with it. I, I honestly don't think you could pick someone up that's been a better defender this season. I could argue it, but I'm not going to. Go on, I think argue all round, it. No, I think well-rounded. As a rounded pick, I have no issue with Kilmer. It's not just stats either. You know, it's 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 the fact that he is a leader in the huddle. He yeah. is a leader of the team. Yeah. You don't want your defensive player of the year. All right, you might have someone with better stats, but yeah, it's not all about the numbers on the board. You you've actually got to you know improve your team in other ways as well. Yeah, which that can't you know. Uh, Derek Carr injury aside, you you can't dispute the fact that Cleo Mack has made a substantial difference to that Oakland team. Huge impact. Forget just this year, but even when it's since he's been drafted, and you know, coming out of Buffalo wasn't, you know, had had reasonable, uh, you know, was reasonably highly sought after. But at the same time, playing at Buffalo, which which isn't the highest level. Um, maybe he wasn't as highly touted as he clearly should have been. Mm. Uh, I know he's third overall pick, which for the Raiders is that's pretty standard for the Raiders over the last few years. <laughs> it is, but to, <laughs> to take <be> to take <laughs> a, a, a lineman who hadn't played in one of the elite colleges who, over a very fast wide receiver, over yeah, that's... someone, yeah, abso- <laughs> well, absolutely, absolutely. But there's you know there was players there's players there to be taken. There were. I can't remember too many off the top of my head now. No, at but the there same some, time, there were some good players. But I know um, Mac. Mac was a little bit of a shock when we picked him because I'm trying to think. There was somebody else. There was no lineman or something around. Mm, I can't think. Should have done some research. The only thing I did, <laughs> I, I vividly remember about Khalil Mac prior to that draft is here. Well, actually, up following the draft immediately was that the Patriots were really disappointed that you guys took him because they genuinely thought he could slip to the end of the first round. There's no and way. And they wanted him so badly and were willing to trade up. That might be true, but there's no way Mac was going to fall to the end of the first round. He's, he, he was just too good. There's yeah. there's no chance that, that they, the, the Patriots might have had a hope and maybe would have done one of their little magic trades and gone up to fifteen, gone, gone or, up something. To 15 or something. But yeah. there's no way he was falling to twenty six plus. No, but he was top of their board. Yeah, I, I expect he was top on a few people's boards yeah. to be honest. But but it says something bearing in mind that the, the trade in a similar position, they traded away the pick that took Clay Matthews, and they wanted a trade up to get Khalil Mack. So it just true. shows you how highly sought after he was. Well, I do have the, the 2014 draft here, if you're interested. There you go. Yes, I am interested. So the, the first pick was Clowney to the Texans. Then yep. the Rams took Greg Robinson. That was a daft. <laughs> Jags took Bortles. Yeah. Wow. Then the Buffalo Bills moved up to get Sammy Watkins. Then Raiders took Mack at five. Oh, it's five. I thought it was three. Sorry. Jake Matthews went to the Falcons at six. Who was Jake Matthews? That's who I was thinking about. And then Mike game. Evans went to the Bucks. At seven. Yeah, because we could have done with the offensive lineman. I was sitting there at the time thinking Matthews would be perfect, being Bruce Matthews' son, all the rest of it. I remember watching Bruce Matthews. And I thought if he's half as good as his old man was then he'd be a perfect, perfect offensive lineman for us. Yeah, hindsight now. Not hindsight now, I'm very glad we took Matt. Yeah, absolutely. But Mike Evans would have been Can you imagine Mike Evans, Mike Evans opposite Mari right Cooper, well. though? Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, my God. Some of the players... I could, I well, could you, throw for 5,000 yards. <laughs> you've got a clutch receiver there in Crabtree. But some of the players taken later on in that first round, Eric Ebron to the Lions at 10. Overrated, yep. Uh, Taylor Lewan to the t- Titans at 11. Might be the best tackle in the league this season. Yeah, Odell Beckham be there, twelve to the Giants. Aaron yeah. Donald went thirteen to the Rams. That is the steal of that draft, yeah. by the way. Uh, Ryan Shazier at fifteen to Steelers. Overrated. Zach Martin overrated. Oh, <laughs> 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 
I pulled wow. a face to pick. Wow, yeah, he did, yeah. I pulled a face oh, to dear. the punt yeah. okay, yeah. oh. and you took the bait. <sighs> Carry on. Zach Martin at 16 to the Cowboys. Another good pickup for them on the O-line. Uh, yeah. CJ yeah. Mosley to the Ravens had a good first season. He was good this year. He, he uh, dropped in his sophomore season last year, but um, stepped up again this year to play quite well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Johnny Manziel, <laughs> 22. <laughs> Rehab. <laughs> Kelvin, Kelvin Benjamin and Teddy Bridgewater, some other names there. That True, but they also took Derek Carr in that draft, correct? That, is, that might yeah. be, that might the, be second round, the, yeah. the second round. two first and second round picks that yep. changed a franchise Absolutely. more than any other first and second well, round Well, we, we did talk about that before, how the last few years, that 12, 2014 draft onwards, you've picked good players. Pick well, pick sensibly, pick needs. Very unraiderish to pick those kind of players. Uh, yeah, it is, but but that's what happens when you when you put a proper front office in and you know, you've not just got Al Davis going, I like him because he's quick. Um do you know who the guy is? Yeah, we've spoken about this before. It's not, we have. <laughs> it's, it's not news to anyone. Welcome no. to the Super Bowl podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the person who fits the Raiders the most, who is the most Raiders-like, encapsulates what the Raiders are about, I think actually out of all the people you've mentioned is Taylor Lewan. Because I love his play. He is in the trenches, which I think is, you know, blue-collar football is what the Raiders are associated with. And do you know what? He is nasty. He is nasty. And he will back he up his very court. Nasty. He got... He got kicked out, I think, two games this yeah, season for, mm-hmm. for, backing up, for backing up his quarterback yeah. after plays had been made. Yeah, absolutely. And do you know what? If he was on my team and that was my franchise guy who I just spent a second overall pick on, I'd go, I'll pay you fine, buddy. You know, thanks very much for the support. And he that is a Raiders yeah. characteristic, which is their team comes first and you you look after your own. Yeah. Shame Donald Penn didn't think of that when he let that one sack of the whole season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, thanks. let's have a Thanks go to pen. Yeah, <laughs> he only let him one sack the whole season. One sack the whole season. It, it was that leg. sack. Because yeah. Eminem said it only takes one shot. This and that is was true. it. Are you quite an eight mile? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be rabbit. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, that's enough Raiders talk. Let's move on. Is to it? What we're I don't know. Where are you going about? next season? Where, where are the Raiders going to be playing? We'll, we'll still be in Oakland next season. We're not You're going anywhere for a good two or three years. Obviously, we've we've got this whole Vegas thing floating around now, and and you know that seems to have fallen down. And and there's a whisper out there about maybe San Diego wanting us. And then you've got Ronnie Lott and his crew that want to try and build a stadium in Oakland. And yeah, so I mean, you just got to let it play out and see what happens. Ronnie um, Lott, the iconic 49ers. Ronnie Lott, the iconic 49ers, and Raiders. <laughs> Don't care. He was there for three years. Safety. Who's there um, for three years? Yeah, but you know. Yeah, no. Everyone. Three prefers, years is three years. Everyone prefers Oakland to. But I, yeah, yeah, we don't I, need to Santa Clara. Let's be honest. If it, if yeah, if 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 it was the <laughs> the Santa Clara Raiders, or you know, <laughs> then you know, I'm, I'm, I, I even kind of <laughs> struggle with San Diego. To be honest, I know, I know you like San Diego, I but love it, yeah. you know, I'm, you know what I'm, it means? I'm not Do you know what sure. What San Diego stands for? <laughs> <laughs> we all know what it stands for. We do. Oh, Discovered by the Germans. <laughs> so true. Yep. Okay, so yeah, Mac won the defensive player of the year Mac by one vote over Von Miller. Player of the year, one we, vote over Von Miller. Before we get to the Super Bowl, then, which everyone's yeah. excited about us doing, since we set the precedent by calling it the Super Bowl podcast, <laughs> <laughs> should we talk about who else won the the league? We can awards? do because technically that's chronological. Technically, it is chronological. It was on Saturday night, so yeah, that yeah. that wouldn't be out of place, would it? 
Did can while Jim is fishing through because I know he's made a note of it. Did you see the <laughs> opening monologue for Ashton Kutcher f- for the NFL honors? No, you know, it I was, didn't. Um, oh, that Michael was Sag. Keegan. Michael Keegan. Key and Peele, yeah, whatever Keegan his name is. Key. Something, whatever that guy is. But it was hilarious. He said, you know, everything's changed now and we've got this leader who is just putting through rule changes whenever he wants and no one no one trusts him. Oh, sorry, I've been told to stop because Roger Goodell's actually in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite good. Yeah, That's and he said, good. what was it? To the millions watching on CBS and the thousands watching on Antonio Brown's Facebook <laughs> he killed it to be fair oh dear well, if you're getting sponsored by Facebook you know, I might as well hey, have well, some videos well I'm, I'm sure I'm sure, I'm sure Brown just you know t- took that on the chin and, and said thank you very much <laughs> for the 250k yeah mm, yeah and sent it immediately back to the team because exactly. you get fine. exactly you get fined that much I don't think no, no. no. alright so yeah the NFL Honours uh, show happened on Saturday night it did and Matt Ryan was given the league MVP. Which I think I called after week eight. You did. And I think, yeah, I th- I'm pretty certain I said that in in my last podcast as well. Yeah. That I thought he was having an MVP season, even though, Jim, you, you've been down on him all year long. No, you've come around the last couple of weeks. So I'll defend he you. Had, there, he had a great playoff run. He did. You still hated him in the regular season. but You did still hate him an awful lot in the regular <laughs> season. <laughs> more than more than it was actually required for any man to hate. More than required. I What's mean, he ever yeah. done to you? Did he not call you? Did he <laughs> not call you back? <laughs> he, did, he never he told did. me about that didn't one night. To your did text. He, not... oh, he didn't tweet dear. him back, did he? Look, didn't at him. Look, if you play badly, I'm going to call you on playing badly. And, and how's Ryan, he played badly? Not this season, but he's played badly in the past. <laughs> I've seen it live. I've seen <laughs> it on TV. We're so, not doing a 2012 podcast. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, quite what I'm Live in the now. I can only judge him on the past, and then this season. He if he was starting to turn it around. Had a really good season. He did. Okay. Yeah, he did. And in the playoffs, gave him his due. You did. You did. He won those games fair and square. He didn't throw any interceptions. No. No. No, he didn't. And and it's good. It's nice to see some fresh blood. Actually, I know and it's funny MVP. because you well, were a bit of a uh, Matt Ryan hater at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. You've, you've turned that round and you've been humble. Yeah. I appreciate that, Jim. Let's wait and see what happens next season <laughs> first like, before we credit him. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, it could go no, back to being like, look. If he plays badly next season, I'll call him up for playing badly next season. Yeah, yeah. And but I think he deserved it, and it's nice to see some fresh blood up there. It is, and uh, but I mean, there's there's quarterbacks now. Manning retiring last season. You know, Roethlisberger mentioned the possibility. I don't think that's going to happen. No. But, you know, he is getting up there in age. There will be a few new quarterbacks getting these, these you know, accolades. And, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if next season, if Stafford can put it together, if he's in the talk for it. And Yeah, that wide receiver know. core, that's that's decent. If Andrew Luck can get some offensive line yeah. help, I think he's going to be in the conversation for years to come. Russell Wilson's actually a bit of a sleeper. I think he's got... They've got some weapons there now that I think he could step up, and if they put more onus on the offense to to perform rather than the defense to be stifling and stop other teams scoring points and just manage the games, I think. Not saying he's a game manager, I think he's a better quarterback than that. But I think if they can uh, if they can put up the points that I think their talent suggests they can, he could certainly be in the conversation. I agree with that, mm. and and I think you know Derek Carr as well. You're going to throw him in there. No, so there are. No, I don't think that. No, no you don't nice, think Derek nice Carr's going to be anywhere nice near. Thought, though. Nice thought, though. Nice. Well, Philly Rib's not going anywhere near. <laughs> He's either. not. I never said that. 
I didn't try and chuck my quarterback in there. <laughs> chuck although my quarterback. Is, my quarterback was in the running this year. Although he's always top if he hadn't five just to squeeze legs, another quarterback in, in that discussion, he's, he's yeah. always top five yeah, you know. in uh, in throwing yards, and you know always has his number one receiver injured after two weeks. And yet never in the MVP. Who's counting? Talk I am. at all. I am. He's always at the start of the season in the MVP talk, and then our team is rubbish, and he doesn't get enough wins. <laughs> You need to have enough wins to get in the MVP. Let's just season. mention the other big ones then. So, Let's. Coach of the Year went to Jason Garrett. It did. So, basically, Jerry <laughs> Jones picks up that award, doesn't he? Uh, no, I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not certain you give it a, to, to Jerry Jones. But I think if you can take a rookie running back and a rookie quarterback and take them all the way into the playoffs as he did, mm. I think that's a good coaching job. Yeah, I'm just saying that, to me, Jerry Jones and... Jason Garrett, uh, Westworld, basically. It's the uh, Anthony Hopkins creator <laughs> I, 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 nah. controlling I, uh, his puppet. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure Jerry Jones has that much influence anymore. I, th- I think Ooh. he's backed off a little bit. Mm, I, think, I, I think he kind of looked at Al Davis as he was getting on in years and thought, I don't want to end up doing that. And I, I, I think this season he's he's given Garrett a bit more reign to do what he likes. You think Jerry Jones is capable of doing that? Of- I think he did with the Romo situation. Because right. every interview I saw the first couple of weeks was Jerry Jones He's our number one, he'll be back open. in. Yeah, big time. And that was Garrett's decision to make. But I I knew about the players. Do you know what, frankly, I'll be honest with you, I didn't know Garrett had won that. <laughs> and that shocked me because I think there's other coaches. Who would you have put up there instead then? Um, I think Adam Gase would have been a shout despite not getting in the playoffs. I think he... No, he did get in the playoffs. Did get in the playoffs, sorry. Yeah, with yeah. Matt Moore for the last three weeks. Sorry, yes. So Adam Gaze would have been my show. Yeah. Yeah. Miami's his there. first season, isn't it? Don't care. That's, that's what I mean. That's, that's what I mean. Impressive. It's his first full season in Yeah, Miami. yeah. No, I think that would have been good. Obviously, Dan Quarling. Maybe Mike Dan Zimmer? Is it, uh, no, because you called him. Really, uh, <laughs> I called Belichick, and I can stick by that because he won the, went on to win mm. the Super Bowl. But. He did go on to win the Super Bowl, but they never give Belichick that award, do they? No. no. He, he never wins <laughs> it. Never so. win it. No, I think Gaze, Del Rio, maybe Del Rio, possibly one of the two. Del Rio had exactly the same. What he had the same record. Actually, saying that you guys, you I guys, don't think you'd moan if any of those four or five won it. To be honest, I, th- I think they're all pretty much deserving as much as each other. But you know, if you, I, I do think the fact that it was a rookie quarterback has probably just nudged Garrett what, ahead. The irony is with it is. I think what puts Garrett above Del Rio in that conversation, despite having very similar records right towards the end of the season, is that you you both had your franchise guys at the start of the year. Yep. You both drafted fourth round rookies. Yep. You usually draft rookies. Yeah. Yeah. Except you picked the one that the Cowboys actually wanted. That's very true. And they had to settle for Dak Prescott. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we took Connor Cook. <laughs> and when and when both of your quarterbacks got injured, I know one was at the start of the year and one was at the end of the year. One stepped up immediately and started winning games. That's very and true. And the other one looked like a deer in the headlights. This absolutely. And both played behind maybe one and one A as far as offensive lines. Yeah, goes. no, both mm. offensive lines mm. are, are, are absolute monster lines. So. Yeah, and both had weapons outside. So yeah. I know I'm not Connor Cook actually had an absolute nightmare because. He took no, no reps. Practice, well, the, yeah. the I didn't realise McGloin... Derek Carr takes all of the first team reps. Yeah, that's just which greedy. no quarterback does. No, no. but he does. Because he likes to. I yeah. don't know why. Shouldn't you stop him from you, doing that, though? Well, I, I think once you get into year three, four, five, he probably will drop it down. 
he also but, got married while he was in college and had a kid there, so he probably doesn't want to go home that early. That's so. true. That's true <laughs> as well. He's he's probably looking for a reason to stay on the yeah. practice. Yeah, field. no, I'll take yeah. all the reps. Yeah, that's probably yeah. right. Yeah. It's getting dark. Just turn the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about it but I mean I'm, that tire's not going to move itself <laughs> my, my my guess is is that he just it's just what he likes to do it, yeah. it just gets him in the rhythm that's, and, that screwed and all the rest of it well because did result, it really I mean yeah. it's, because if Matt McGloin was yeah, anyone but, doing reps for the whole week yeah but look at it McGloin well, done no reps you can't factor in that McGloin's going to do his shoulder in the second McGloin. quarter of the first game that he comes in and plays, you you just can't can't strategize for that. No, so you, can't. you know, Connor Cook not having reps isn't that wasn't going to change. It was the fact that McGloin got injured, and Connor Cook had to jump in, and and you know he really wasn't and isn't ready. How many reps do you think Jacoby Brissett took before the season started? A lot. Yeah, that's Jacoby Brissett. But they yeah. knew that Brady was banned for four games. I think even if he wasn't. Brady yeah, still was back up before. Brady still came Brady, and took reps. He took some reps, yeah. But he didn't take all of them. No. No, the, the Connor Cook situation's nuts. I wasn't high on Connor Cook coming in. I don't know if you remember the initial conversation. I can't believe we're talking about Connor Cook on but the But I was. I was high on Dak Prescott. But we're talking about next year's Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. So, you know. <laughs> Connor Cook in the Super Bowl. The Cowboys will get there. No, That's no, really no, no, nice no. of you to say. <laughs> I... I, I <laughs> I think mean, did win coach of the year I'll, I'll do bold predictions how about offensive next, of the next year? season's AFC championship game Raiders Patriots Raiders win interesting mm. interesting Let's. that's a good segue that, but is it the San Diego the Raiders Raider. or is it the no, Raiders, Anaheim Raiders the Oakland Raiders Oakland Raiders yeah okay the England okay. Patriots AFC championship game a 40 year old Tom win. Brady so 40 year old Tom Brady only 4 years left on his contract at that yep, point I'm guessing yep, absolutely who right. cares? Yeah. If I went home to Giselle Bunchen every night, I'm pretty sure I would act like a 22 year old. I just had this lease of life. Well, a Brazilian supermodel. You, you mean joking? you're not 22? I thought you were 22 anyway. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so with offensive rookie of the year was Dak Prescott. Yes. Yep. Probably, probably I, deserved. I, I, I did call that one. Zeke. If you remember mid season, I did actually call that one. I think Zeke. You called Zeke, but no. Or Tari Kill. No. no, Zeke. Tyreek Hill his only. First season. Tyreek Hill only only started doing anything at mid season, uh, and that wasn't his first year. I thought it was. No, my bad. Zeke then. I said Zeke, Zeke, Zeke anyway. or Prescott. I Flip think Zeke. Only, uh, do you know what didn't help Zeke was him not playing in the last game when he needed about forty yards to break Dickerson's record. Yeah. If you break yeah, Dickerson's yeah. rookie record, you're winning rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah. I I I do think maybe you give it to Prescott because he did have the extra pressure of Romo sitting behind him. Yeah, it's not so, as if you got to take away Darren McFadden's yeah, exactly. place, and that's really difficult. You know? Yeah, but it would have been more difficult, I think, in that last game had they made Romo play two court, full quarters and gone, oh, look how good he is. But they he played do one that. series, threw a touchdown, <laughs> they went, that's enough. Yeah, yeah, now we can sell you. The pressure anymore. <laughs> You've earned your million pound bonus for yeah, this year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we can trade you and you haven't broken yourself in that I, one drive, so I, yeah. perfect. I have no qualms <laughs> about Dak Prescott winning that award. I don't think he'd have won it if Zeke would have broken Dick. I've just been so impressed right. by that You're guy. probably right. If Zeke had beaten the record. I have no he's just so impressive though, isn't he? The stack is it's unflappable. No, he is. No, he is. And I think both of them deserve to win that award. But it and does they're both ironically on the same team. O-line. But that O-line's just... Well, O-line's exactly the same for Zeke though, isn't it? You no, know, it does. But, you know, it's a, lot, it's a lot easier to be a rookie quarterback, a rookie running back when you've got an O-line like that. If you dropped him into, I don't know, Jags... Bucks. Jags, Bucks, one of you know, you're not going to be looking at, uh, at no. those kind of numbers. So, yeah, a lot of that praise has to go to the O line as well. 
It does. It does. And, also, and what's interesting though is is you look at the on paper, you look at the likes of Des Bryant, you look at Jason Witten, you look at these guys. Mm-hmm. It was ultimately Cole Beasley. Witten, um, Witten yeah. can't run forty yards. No. no, I don't mean he but, can't run forty yards in less than five seconds. I mean, <laughs> I, I genuinely doubt if Whitman no, can run forty yards. No, I don't think yards. he can anymore. And Des Bryant was injured for four of the games. We saw how long it took Russell Wilson to come back. Yeah, I, he wasn't the same for a couple of weeks. He towards the back end of the year made a couple of decent plays, but he didn't have his number one receiver for a lot of the time. Yeah, he had a veteran route runner in in Whitten who's a leader, but he's not safety net. Isn't he? yeah. He's not an elite tight end anymore. There's other no. players that you'd put above him. No. And you know, Cole, who who's Cole Beasley? I'm sorry, I know he's a solid slot Mrs. receiver. Beasley's boy. <laughs> he's, a, he's a solid slot receiver, but that puts Terrence Williams as well. Earlier. Yeah, but again, not a not an elite guy. So I, that's even more impressive to me. Yes, the offensive line helps, but yeah. he's not surrounded by t- or wasn't surrounded no, no, by talent. No, I agree, and I mean, I, I I think it's right. I think Prescott wins it. And we'll also mention defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, one Joseph Bosa. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts? My man. <laughs> you happy about that, are you, King? Um, yeah, I think he deserved it. I think he was, in even in a shortened season because of the contract dispute, mm-hmm. was the standout defensive rookie player, if not one of the standout players in the back half of the season in the league. He was... <sighs> He was certainly constantly in everyone's backfield. He against you guys, by the <laughs> way. Who has the best? That's, that's what I'm thinking back to. I mean, oh. against us, I think so he was in the backfield as much as Latavius eight, Murray was, to be honest. Pr- but he had eight pressures against yeah. you, and no one had had any. No, no, that that's true. I think, I think every time you, I haven't. Yeah, I've watched a bit of the Chargers this season, but he's always there or thereabouts. Yeah. He's, he's always been, yeah, getting getting the pressure on and. And got a really quick first step. He has, and do you know what he does as well? He's he needs to improve in the run game, but he either will he needs to uh, take more care on his discipline, his gap discipline in the run game. But he has the ability because of that first step, where yeah. he's either missing a play or he's too fast and goes past it, which is where he needs to work on yeah. his patience, which is what Khalil Mack does very yeah. well. But he can blow up run plays. You see his, you see his sacks. He'll have two sacks on a game, three tackles for a loss, mm-hmm. and it's just like this guy was, like you said, living in the backfield. Yeah. And do you know what? I think any team will take someone like him. Just right, you do that, and we need someone else who can be. And I can't think of any other rookie defender this year that's that's come close to de- having the impact that he's had. No, and it's no. frustrating because I think one guy actually had a really, really good season down in Jacksonville, but. Disappointingly, the rest of the team didn't back him mm. up. I think Jalen Ramsey looked like a top five corner this year. Yeah, in his rookie season, which is is normally one of the more difficult positions to transition to from from the college to the pros. And and the expectation was he was going to come in and play some slot, maybe some some safety as well when needed. But he stepped up and and looks like that elite cover corner man to man guy that I think I think people expected him to be. But this quickly, I don't I don't think they ex- they expected him to. To transition this fast, so that was that was good to see, exciting to see. They've got frightening amount of young talent. They just, if that can come together down there, they down where down there in Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, Duval. Duval. So yeah, Joey Bosa, well deserving. I can't think of anyone else. There's a couple of guys who had decent seasons, but Bosa was a standout. Just reminds me of like the Tasmanian Devil, the way he's just a freak of nature getting <laughs> just spinning <laughs> just his way. He is. Yeah. he is. That's a really good description because he's just so tenacious. Yeah. 
There is, there's him. no patience there, but he's so disruptive. If yeah. You, we he saw, can usually make the first person yeah. miss. It was one sack against the Raiders, actually, where he was, I think, the second or third person to actually pressure Derek Carr. But it was this thing where Carr's weaving, moving, and he just turned into Bosa and he yeah, smashed yeah. him. It's absolutely gone through and him. Bosa was like wrestling two guys and just kept going. And normally he'd stop and go, oh, he's gone to the other side now. I can look like I'm trying, but I'm going to give up on this play. He's none of <laughs> no, that. Yeah, no. He's still fighting. He was like, oh my God, my chance. Eyes lit up, smashed yeah. him. I thought he'd injured him at one point. Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of remember the hit. But yeah, but, no, he, well, we'll see what happens next year because the secret's out now, and usually your second season. That's it. There will be no, much more attention on him. He had no training camp, and he had no four yeah, games where he what, didn't know the playbook. That's only one person's fault. Oh, it's his fault. No, it's his agent's his fault. fault. No, it's his agent's fault. But it's his fault. It's always the agent. Always bit, blame the agent. It's his fault. A bit of Spanos. <laughs> but yeah, so well deserving. I can't argue with any of those picks. I don't think, frankly. Yeah. The Garrett one was a bit of a shock so I didn't I genuinely was shocked I didn't know that but well he got him he got him first seed didn't he Yeah you can't argue NFC. with that pick I thought oh, yeah considering that they they picked third wasn't it So they went from an awful season to getting first seed Yeah Yeah what did it Well yeah it's huge it's huge because that team's not really changed besides the It's the same O-line as last year Besides their first round and fourth round pick Christ, we were talking about your first and second round pick being a True. game changer. That's yeah, yeah. frightening. First and fourth, yeah. 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 Pretty impressive. Mm. Pretty well, impressive. We, we've been uh, kind of vamping for a while, haven't we? We, we have. We've been jumping around the main the main course. So let's have a quick break, and then we're, we're back in a few minutes, okay? Well, a few seconds. A few seconds, eh? But let's, let's start talking about some Super Bowl after the break, okay? Superb Owl. Go! Cool. Welcome back to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast, the Super Bowl special. We're joined by the Punk Raider. Oh, yeah. And we're also now joined, because we've got to talk about the Super Bowl. We do. And as none of us are either Patriots or Falcons fans, we should have someone, an expert in all things winning. And so we need to get back Patriot Mark. Yeah. How's it going, Mark? Hey, it's great. <laughs> you can you can just smell the I smoke. Think, I, think, I think he's still drinking, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, we, well, we we did make a, an arrangement last week that regardless of the result, Mark would come on the podcast. That's a brave and discuss man. The result. Well, That's a brave man. Regardless when, of the result, yeah. I don't I think I'd have done it if if, if I, my team had lost. <laughs> yeah. So, how close were you to going to bed during the the game? Well, literally, I mean. I've, I've now watched 32 Super Bowls and I've only ever given up once. And um, I was, I mean, when the pick six uh, happened just before half time, I, 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 that was almost it. My, my pizza was about to go in the oven. I was about to turn the oven off and just go to bed. And, um, I don't know. I just, I just stuck around and just hoped for something. And yeah, I'm so glad I did. I bet. What? <laughs> I bet. So, I mean, we need to talk about what happened here because at half time, it was looking pretty bleak, and by the end of the third quarter, it was looking pretty bleak, to be honest. I mean, if we say eight minutes, 51 remaining in the third quarter, Tevin Coleman runs in the touchdown to make it 28-3. to Yep. And you don't score again until three minutes left in the third quarter. So it was 28 to... You had 25-point deficit with yep. three minutes left in the third quarter. Which is which is crazy, really. It, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, 
there's just no way we should have won that game. I, I still cannot believe it. Even even when I was watching it, I couldn't believe what I was watching. <laughs> I bet. I bet. There was a really interesting... The next drive, actually, after that Coleman touchdown, the Patriots got to a fourth fourth down situation. It was a fourth and three. Yeah. Because they tried a lateral Edelman over to Dion Lewis. I think it was the last time they trusted Lewis on the rest of the game, I think, because... Yeah, he, he hadn't he hadn't guy. got the third down. He didn't make it on that. And this this fourth down catch was in. Well, sorry, third down catch was incomplete. So it was fourth and three, and Brady managed to get to Amendola for a completion to keep the drive going. And then they did end that with a, a James White touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the touchdown oh, no, where that was, that was the field goal, wasn't it? That's no, that's where. No, no, it was a, that was James White touchdown. But then that's when Goskowski missed the extra point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you tried an onside kick and that didn't work. So uh, it gave Falcons the, the ball really close, but yeah, they, they didn't take advantage of that again. So Yeah, they the the defence stepped up for the Patriots towards the back end of the back end of the well, third end of the third quarter, moving into the fourth quarter, just you know, managed to to stop what momentum the Falcons had. Was that something you expected watching it as a fan were you sort of disheartened by how the sort of both the offence and defence were performing earlier in the game well it was so strange I mean you, you mentioned the onside kick I mean at that point you just you're just thinking well the game's over it, it doesn't really matter and I mean and I, and I just wonder if Atlanta kind of I mean yeah I mean the onside kick failed they got it in great field position and didn't do anything with it maybe because there wasn't that same intensity with them um, I mean I mean, defensively, the second half we were playing better, but um, we just, just couldn't seem to get it going on offense. Um, I think a lot of that though is down to the Atlanta defense as well. Certainly, first half they were coming out and just playing man constantly, and and I don't think the Patriots were ready for that. I I, I think the that took the Patriots by surprise, and and the fact that the Falcons, you know pretty much stopped everything I mean Brady missed a couple of throws there were a few drop catches as well but I don't know what Lady Gaga did at half time but you know <laughs> Brady came out second half firing everywhere yeah, what, are you, what are you accusing her and Brady of doing I'm not accusing anyone of anything Jim thankfully <laughs> the, the one thing I noticed I think that was surprising to the, the Patriots in the first half is the speed of the Falcons defence yeah. I think they they knew that they could expose them later on, and I think Martellus Bennett was actually quoted after the game saying that he could tell that the Falcons team was was tired in the second quarter. I know you didn't have success then, but he noticed then that things would start to open up and they wouldn't be able to play as much man and would well, Brady so successful in, in zone. But one thing that I think they didn't realise was that speed, and particularly Dion Jones, the linebacker, rookie linebacker. He had a great game. He was amazing because he was lining up in the slot against the likes of Edelman and Amendola. I've got to shout out JD Garrett, uh, JD Garrett, <laughs> Grady Jarrett, <laughs> Grady Jarrett, as well. Yeah, three sacks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, the guy was he was monstering. He, he was, was absolutely monstering he was. everybody. And do you know who's an unsung hero for the Patriots? To, to that on. effect, is Trey Flowers as well. Yeah. He had a fantastic game. Yeah, both those two guys really stepped up on the defensive line for their for you know for their perspective. Well, it was it was one of those um, Jarrett pick uh, sacks with nine minutes forty seven remaining, mm. and that that forced a field goal by the Patriots mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. So it did. He had an impressive yeah. game. He did. Do you know what was the turning point in the game? Oh, go on then. For me, and it, again, it was a sack, and I thought you were going to mention this. 
was the fact that Devontae Freeman managed to completely miss a blitz. And yeah. I mean, it was one of those comedy moments where he saw a guy flash past him and you saw him turn yeah. around on the replays. <laughs> and that was with, I think, just over eight minutes left in the, uh, in the fourth that's, quarter. That's the strip sack on the line, yeah? It was, yeah, the Hightower sack, yeah. So it was, yeah. That, that was the turning point. I think then, you know, you, you might have, I, I still believed in, in Brady, um, and you know, call me a bit of a homer towards the Patriots. I actually did want them to win, but it was. Um, I think that really showed one. They scored quite quickly off the back of it, which which gave them a chance. They still needed to go down the field again, but I think that's when I started to believe that. Oh my God, something really could happen. I think. I think for me, it was it was the ankle catch was when I suddenly went. Hang on a minute, they're actually going to do this. I think when Edelman picked up that that ball, what three millimeters off the ground, maybe two minutes eighteen remaining in the game. Exactly, that goes down, and I think the Falcons probably just about hold on. Yeah, but that catch, I think, just knocked all the wind out of their sails. I think after that, it was just going to be one way traffic. Which is interesting because I thought there was a catch the other way a bit earlier with Julio Jones when he had that, that was amazing, an amazing catch. catch. And I turned around, to, I turned around to Jim at the time and said, "This is the game done." Not because I didn't think the Patriots could put the points up, but because I just didn't think they had enough time. And if they put a field goal up there, the fa- their Falcons, that would have been the game done. Well, I think that's bad play calling. I, I, I think they, they, they got into field goal range. They had a third and one, and instead of running the ball, that let's let's face it even if you go nowhere you're still going to kick a field goal you're yeah. still going to run 40 seconds off the clock yeah but they tried to pass it on third and one and ryan got sacked yeah that's the one thing you cannot do in that position that position you cannot get sacked no what what was it like as a patriots fan seeing that edelman catch because he was interviewed on jimmy fallon yesterday i think it was and and turned around and said i t- i they said, oh, did you say to Brady you, you caught it? And he went, no, I shouted Peter, which is yes. the, the Patriots sign of get to the line and snap this ball. We don't want them challenging it. <laughs> so he didn't even know himself <laughs> that he caught the ball. But I, well, I dread well, to, I dread I to mean, think I mean, what it was how, like. how they caught it on the field, I, I don't know. I mean, there was such a... There was, you had three Atlanta players. I mean, my initial thought was, oh my goodness, they've intercepted it. Because you just couldn't tell. Clearly, some, something had happened because there was a tussle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when they... When they ruled the catch, and and at first, the cut one side of the replay, it did look like it might have touched the ground, but then the other way, you could clearly see it hadn't. So, and so that was a real hard of the mouth moment. Yeah, it um, was. It was interesting because two of the two of the referees actually turned around, and you could see them giving the catch signal. So more more for them for seeing it because I, I saw it in high definition three times, and still wasn't sure until they showed that angle that you're talking about, where you went. My God, he's actually yeah, he's actually uh, caught. He's, he's actually managed to get it. The ball light, light changed. It, it, looked, it looked like it rested on the ground. It kind of rolled slightly, but when you saw it from the other angle, it was obviously on someone's leg or in someone's hand, and that's what caused it. Yeah, so it, was, it was definitely a catch. But oh my goodness, I mean, yeah, I, I saw the interview and you just mentioned. I just watched it about an hour ago, actually. Yeah, yeah as you say. Yeah, he didn't it's, know. It's just one of those things, isn't it? We, we've ha- we've had plenty in the Super Bowl go against us like that just ridiculous catches and even the Julio Jones one I thought oh another one but it's about time we had one ourselves yeah that was funny when Belichick mentioned that if you, if you watch the interview I'm sure you saw um, oh actually this was ESPN straight after the game where he um, he said that he got his challenge flag out for the Julio Jones catch over your cornerback 
because uh, he went, there is no way you've caught that. He's caught no. that ball in bounds. I didn't think he'd caught it. No. I, th- I thought there's no way he got both feet down. No, and he no said chance. he watched it on the big screen, laughed to himself, and put the challenge flag back in his pocket because he had about a foot to spare. Yeah, he just said Julio yeah. Jones is an animal. But it was yeah. um, no, it was a fantastic game, and and Edelman frankly had no right to catch that ball. Like you said, well, it was, was almost an interception, wasn't it? There was three it? defenders there as well, and it was just a desire thing. There was luck involved. I think he said on that in that interview it was seventy percent luck, thirty yep. percent hand eye coordination, but he had no right. It was it's just, just pure desire, isn't it? I've got to go and try and win it, get the ball, otherwise we're not gonna win the game. Yeah. Yeah. If you make a valiant effort and fail, you've made a valiant effort. Yeah, you know, yeah. if if you don't do anything, I mean look at the stick Cam Newton got last season for not going in on that fumble. Yeah. No, I gave him some stick for that. You did. You had another good catch, actually, the Martellus Bennett, where it was another tip ball, where, again, I think yes, everyone... That, that was in the first half, wasn't it? Yeah, it, what was interesting was you could see Chris Hogan. I don't know if you saw the replay, but what I thought it looked like Chris Hogan was trying to do was get there to slap the ball down. And then Martellus Bennett just ran in front of him, grabbed it, and got a 12-yard first down <laughs> catch, <laughs> which was which was ridiculous. So I know you've had a, you mentioned you've had a few against you. Um, so it's it's probably quite nice as a fan to get the rub of the grain this time. It is indeed. Yeah, <laughs> get the rub of the grain with your fifth Super Bowl ring in uh, in sixteen years. Yeah, it's got to be tough. Yeah, it must yeah, be tough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a yeah. Chargers fan. Of shocking, the LA variety. Shocking so. going to seven Super Bowls in the last fifteen years, isn't yeah. it? You know, yeah. oh, how do you cope? You've only won five. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> Well, must, uh, must keep you up at night. It's still rankled, to be honest. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> nice to get you on, Mark. I can't believe so, we're ripping you. So, 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 so does that make Brady the greatest of all time? Or yes, uh, is there still a question there? No, yes. Because he's lost two, or is it just the fact that he's got five rings now puts him up above and beyond anyone? No, he's the best. He is the best. He Let's the ask best. the Patriots fan. What do you reckon, Mark? Well, I mean, Jim and I have a disagreement here. I mean, I, I, do you discount <laughs> the fact that Brady lost two? I mean that's that's two that Montana never got to. So um, <sighs> and it's, it's, it's different here. It's, I, but Montana I, also played five years less. I mean, and I mean Montana probably played more immaculate Super Bowls, but Montana never pulled his team back from twenty-five points down like that. I mean, what Brady did in that, that game was just it was just the stuff of legends, quite frankly. It was. And so obviously, to my bias, he's the greatest. I. I I, I saw some of the Montana era, so um. But again, you, you look at the team you had around him, the setup. I mean, I think it's a it's a different different scenario now. So to me, Brady's the best. Well, I'll, I'll help you with this argument against Jim, Mark, because we had a conversation. <laughs> Everyone against me, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's picking on Jim again. <laughs> Jim and I had this conversation actually when the game was on, and I said that Julian Edelman was one of my favourite players in the league. I know everyone hates him, but it's that desire for me that's the difference. Don't hate I don't Julian hate Edelman. him. You He's do just... hate him. I don't. All right. I said to you, would he be a top wide receiver in <laughs> what? Where would he be in your depth chart? at the Steelers and you said third and I said that's ridiculous yeah, it's not it is ridiculous no it's no. not yeah, when you've got Antonio is. Brown at one yeah Martavis Bryant Martavis Bryant at two no. he's three yeah. no he's not he is no he's not so if you're <laughs> saying <laughs> perfect so thank you for confirming this in recording Jim because what the argument is for Montana is he was playing with the GOAT at wide receiver and Tom Brady's top wide receiver is the third overall 
<laughs> receiver on, this, the, on the current Steelers play roster. It's the correct? system they're playing is is what makes it. It's, it's that desire that Belichick gets out of the players that you think are no marks. Like Chris Hogan, yeah, at the Bills, nothing special. No. Okay, he gets picked up on a basic salary by the Patriots. Yeah, and he's just gets won the Super Bowl. With, gets put with the best quarterback ever, and all of a sudden he's Julio <laughs> Jones. It's funny that, isn't it? <laughs> No, he wishes he was Julio. Well, I'm pretty sure oh, up to the super. I'm pretty sure two weeks ago he had exactly the same, literally the same stats as Julio Jones did. That's one game. Don't yeah. care, Julio Jones. <laughs> I'm pretty sure on White chocolate. Night, Julio Jones wished he was Chris Hogan. Oh, oh dear, he's got, he's got him there. That's it. But I, I think he is the best, and I think that the team, the longevity, actually, I think helps him, not hinders him against the the Montana argument because. He's done it for such a long period with a number of different players. He's just players. won at 39 years old. He and... has, which is amazing. And he's never... He has adapted the team. They were... A, they He was a gunsling when he had Randy Moss and had some deep threats. He had to be. And now he's be. not. And now he's got... I've, you know, there's this joke that Belichick is so good that he just now picks white skill guys because he just wants <laughs> to prove to the rest of the league he can do it with anyone. But it's... Yes, Belichick obviously helps, but Brady, I don't think it can be argued. The other thing I we need to factor in is none of us have played professional football, and that's true. That is very true. Everyone I see talk about Brady. Players, current players, ex players, anyone who's played with or against him says he is the best player that they've ever played against. That doesn't mean they're right. Just because I say I trust Ladanian Tomlinson <laughs> in everything. You in everything. <laughs> he can tell me anything, and I'll believe that guy. So I think that Brady is, and I'm glad that Mark's backing his guy as well because he should. Because I also think that the second best is Philip Rivers. Of all time. No. <laughs> no, that'd be ridiculous. Just the second best at the Chargers. Yeah. Or the Steelers. <laughs> He'd be third best wide receiver at the Steelers. Third best wide receiver at the Steelers, <laughs> Philip Rivers. So, come in, Mike, what happens to Tom Brady now? Because he's obviously won his fifth ring, 39 years old, and he doesn't look like Peyton Manning at 39, does he? So, does he carry on for another four or five years, or whatever it's going to be, until his body breaks down? And he has a terrible season, like a Joe Namath-style drop-off. Because typically a quarterback doesn't ease off, he falls off. So do you want to see that? Or would you prefer him to, to go out you know, either now or in the next season or something? You know, What's your thoughts on Brady's future? Well, as you say, it's got to end one day. And it, when it ends, it will end. Um, what, yeah, what you wouldn't want to do is for him to kind of off the cliff next year we kind of they splatter into the playoffs and get, get hammered so but I was actually reading this evening that apparently Giselle wants him to retire now so whether that will play a part I don't know if she wants but, me uh, to retire now Mark I will do it I tell you what um, if it was me if I just won number five yeah. I'd have retired on that podium there and then no one's near walk, him. Walk off into no the one's, sunset. No one's getting anywhere near no that. No one's near him now. I, I would have done it there and then. Yeah, but, but the thing is, I mean, I mean, he's not, if anything, he's getting better. It's ridiculous. I mean, this season, I don't know. Yeah, you can't argue with that. 28-2 touchdown-interception ratio. I mean, and the, the, guy, was, the guy was amazing. And, um, so... He's, and he just he just wants to play. I mean, yeah, his desire is there. To play the most successful team, but if, you know, I suspect if they were, you know, um, a losing record going into December with no chance of making the playoffs, he'd still have that same intensity. We still want to play. I think it's just in his DNA. I think eventually, I mean, I hate to think it. I think eventually the patients will cut him. 
Oh, no, wow. I, don't, I, I can't oh, see you've that. You've got some wide eyes over here on wow. that. Wow. No, I, I, well, I, I no, can't. No, no, not, not this season, but eventually, because I don't think he will walk away. And obviously, eventually, he'll, there'll come to the point where he just can't do it. There's... I mean, I, I personally think that's maybe... I mean, he's talking five years. I mean, I think one, perhaps two, would... would Perhaps be more realistic. But you'll, you'll know. I think you'll know if it's one. He will have a conversation. I, I disagree with you on the cutting him thing. I think that job's his until he doesn't want it. Yeah. But you'll know. You'll know in the next couple of months because if you don't trade Jimmy Garoppolo and there's trades out there for him, that yeah. means that he has had a conversation to, with the Patriots and said, "There's an agreement. I'm, I'm going to be here one or two years. Yeah, keep exactly. him as my replacement." If you get rid of him like you did, I know Mallet's been rubbish since, but Mallet was meant to be the heir apparent at yeah. one point. And I think once that's that's when you'll know in the next couple of months if Brady's got one, two, or if this four, five years he keeps floating about is actually he genuinely means it. Yeah, well, so we'll see. I mean, I know, but they, I mean, uh, they don't need to get rid of Garoppolo yet, do they? So they're going to hold out for him. No, but if you get. If you get offered a first round pick for him and Brady wants to carry on playing, and like you said, he is getting better. That desire is still there. Um, and the way that they play, I know Jim doesn't like it, but he's not had to rely on his arm throwing deep for the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, you'd like to think that he still, you know, can maintain a level of performance within that system. But uh, if you get offered a first round pick and Brady's serious about playing a few more years, I'm definitely taking a, I'm definitely taking a first round pick. Garoppolo. You say that, but I mean the thing now with Garoppolo, he's now got two Super Bowl rings. He's on the, he's on the same level as Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> oh, 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 I hadn't even God. thought about that. You see the shots. He didn't say Elo Manning. You went for Big Ben, didn't he? <laughs> oh, fans. You didn't talk about your nemesis. You just talked about my my guy. <laughs> Thanks very much, Mark. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going to have to give it to you this time. I'm going to have to let you have it. Yeah. Because I still can't believe you won this game. I mean, just looking at three with three minutes twenty nine to go in this game, right? New England start their drive on their own seven yard line. Yeah, two incompletions. He throws it on the third and ten. It's a complete to Hogan, but he could have been a safety because he threw it from inside the end zone, and he was a split second away from taking a, yeah. a hit. And that would have been a two points, you know, safety, and then that would have been enough. Have been two two points there would have been enough for the Falcons to win the game. And then it was the next play was the. Yeah. The ankle catch, yeah, basically. I mean, there were so many chances here. Everything had to go right from about yeah. you know the fourth quarter onwards, well, when, and it all just did. It just all fell. So well, when you place. look at the stats, you can see why the Patriots won. Uh, total plays ninety three to forty six. Yeah. That's that's twice the number of plays. So the Atlanta defense completely gassed out second half. Yeah, the difference is the rushing. I think off the top of my head, I know you've got the stats there. I've but got the stats is, here. One hundred and four apiece. It is exactly, exactly one hundred and four apiece. Except he threw for twice as many yards. Five hundred and forty-six to three hundred and forty-four. Yeah. So, so and and the other thing that killed the Falcons really, other than not the obvious time of possession, is penalties. Nine for sixty-five. And this when they come is the real killer. There were some third downs and the holding, yeah, to holding right to back, keep short alive. yardage to, yeah. to long yardage. Yeah, no, it was a killer. But what a game! <laughs> it was a game. It was a great game. What a game! It was a great game, and the first ever Super Bowl to go to overtime. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, there was never in doubt once it went to overtime what was going to happen. Well, the coin but toss was just typical, it, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, you know, if the Falcons did I, I just thought, well, this is it now. I, just, I cracked open a beer and just sat back. It was such an easy. Yeah, they, drive, were, they, wouldn't, they were never going to stop them. No. It, it, for the Falcons to have any chance at all, they had to have the ball going in first, and and it just wasn't going to happen. No, no. So you were looking at James White with two throw little dink throws under, got them the yardage, and then it was a run in uh, with fifty seven seconds. Yeah, to get the yeah, and the overtime win was just kind of obvious. I mean, yeah, the, James White. The excitement, the excitement had a really, really good game. I the mean, excitement really was was the time score. It wasn't the overtime. We all yeah. overtime. Everyone knew what was happening. It was inevitable at that point. But the tying score was the one that really kind of you know electrified everybody and even me. And you know, I'm no great Patriots fan. No, I mean, certainly for this game, I was supporting the Falcons. But you know, it it was just amazing watching Brady do what he did. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's also that you need to factor yeah, in because exactly. not, that's not, not two gimmies. touchdowns. They're not gimmies. That's four touchdowns they had to get to yeah. equalise in you know to to get level in the fourth quarter. And I think the league average was about forty four percent conversion last year on two point conversions. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So that's your more than doubling the average that you had to do because of a misfield uh, miss extra point earlier in the game were they both passes on the two points because one no. was to James White wasn't one was it? a direct snap one was a direct snap to James White yeah. oh, what a cool right. round by the way and Brady if you watch it again Brady fakes a high snap so he kind of goes up as if it's a high snap and you can actually see three or four of the uh, Falcons defence go with it as well so they, they kind of take a step to their left thinking Brady's rolling out and and yeah, White's just gone straight through the middle because it was Amendola with a screen pass for the the game time bubble screen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What a Great game for call. James! I mean, James White had such a good game. We didn't really talk about him before yeah. because obviously Dion Lewis was the one with the stats and winning every game he starts. And yeah. then you talk about Legarrette Blunt because he's the old bruiser. Yeah. But James White stepped in when Dion Lewis started dropping, and he's got two Super Bowl. You know, He's got these rings. He's got the, the touchdowns in the three game as touchdowns. well. Three touchdowns. Three touchdowns in the game. Four, I think it was 40 yards rushing, three touchdowns, and 120-odd yards receiving, or 140. He led the team in receiving. Yeah. He had a great game. And the um, the the other person who deserves a shout-out is Josh McDaniels. Because you, and Mark, I'm sure you've touched on it already so far, is, is you had a stinker in that first half. And... Because of the man thing, because of the speed on defense, that you know the theories we've put out there, but it's the fact that he could adapt. And those two plays to call a bubble screen, which even you typically even lose yardage in the in the Cowboys yep, in do. the Cowboys example in this playoffs went for a pick six because the guy jumped yep. the route, and then to do a direct snap as well to a running back, which again you either well it's luck of the draw there. They're not they're no, they're not by no chance plays guaranteed at all. plays. That Josh McDaniels has, uh, you know, has got a, a set on him. Let's just say yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is how good yeah. this game was. There were twenty-four records broken and seven records tied. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Did Matt Ryan break one? Because he had a perfect pass. Uh, he did, but he, I think he fell off just at the end, didn't he? Uh, no, no Matt Ryan ones. But you know, you've got everything in there. Yeah, most first downs a game for both teams. Yeah, most first downs a game for one team to New England. Most points in, you know, largest deficit overcome. Most games, most receptions in a game for James White. Again, I thought James White should have had the MVP. 
I really do. Yeah, but I, it goes to the quarterback. It goes to the quarterback. But Joe like, Flacco got an MVP. He, he James White himself broke one, two, three Super Bowl records. I don't think. I don't think it would have gone to the super, uh, to the quarterback had it not been the fifth. Had it not been Brady, yeah. yeah. Had it not he been his be fifth, right. I think that James White would have won it. Yeah, well, I wouldn't have complained with that. I mean, Brady himself said it should have gone to White. Um, yeah, he said. Uh, he said immediately after the game, "What a game that guy had!" Kept us in it. Yeah. And he said, as soon as yeah. he realised, as soon as he realised that they couldn't stop him, all that Josh McDaniels kept saying in the headset was, "Keep giving him the ball." That was literally well, their game plan. They, they can the do nothing half, to stop the that guy. Player catching the ball. I mean, so so he, he he had a solid game throughout. I mean, he wasn't dropping. It was just it was the others that. Yeah. No. Absolutely. No. It was a it was a really good all round performance. And at, and frankly, I feel bad for the Falcons because everyone's going to say they choked. But you look at the time of possession with the Patriots. A lot of that wasn't down to the Falcons. It was you know we we talked about that costly strip sack from Hightower in the in the fourth quarter. But besides that, Matt Ryan was pretty much perfect. They established the run early on. Absolutely. Julio Jones, I mentioned to these guys earlier, Mark, I don't know if you agree. I, I think as, a, as a, a single game on a personal level, it was the most dominant performance I've seen by one player in a Super Bowl. He, every time they threw the ball to him, he was making these catches that I just... He just looked by far and away like he was the best player on the field, even despite... White's performance and despite Brady's he just wasn't targeted enough and, and frankly wasn't given the opportunity to because the Patriots had the ball for so long well the time possession was actually 40 minutes 31 to 23 minutes 27 I mean. so that's yeah, that's nearly twice as long Yeah, yeah. and you know you, you, it's just not going to happen having said that the Falcons really only needed two more first downs and that would have won the game or take a knee and kick a field goal. Or take goal. a knee and kick a field goal <laughs> instead of trying to pass on third and one. But, you know, all these all these little things add up. and Yeah, they do. They do. No, it's fantastic. And um, genuinely, Mark, it, I'm very pleased for you. It's so I'm yep. so impressed by any organisation that can do that. And you've had two to-the-wire Super Bowls in three years. I know everyone makes jokes that you've been in two Super Bowls and won two in the last three years, but they have not come easy the last two. So I, I genuinely feel for you from that perspective because you had the you know the immaculate interception and then you, uh, you know, and to have this one as well come back. So it's, um, you know, I bet it was chewing your nails type situation in both of those games. So, uh, you know, congratulations. Well, yeah, yeah it's, it's great. Thank you. Yeah, well, I think that's. I'm going to have to let you go now, Mark. But thank you so much for uh, for coming on and giving us your insight onto that one. And hope hope you lose next year. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we all do. We, we all, I said that nicely, but yeah, I've already no, I called it. To, I've already lose. called it Raiders Pats Championship game next year. Raiders win. Yeah, no, we're t- yeah, but this is like a we're trying to be like factual on this podcast. <laughs> All the credibility is just drained out of the podcast. He's saying that. <laughs> Thanks, Bunk. <laughs> but no, thank you, Mark. And again, congratulations, man. Yeah, guys, let me just say as well, um, congrats on a great year on your podcast. I've enjoyed listening to it, and it's been a pleasure to be on it. And I look forward to hearing and hopefully speak to you again next year. Yeah, brilliant. You certainly will. Thanks very much, Mark. Thank you. See you, buddy. Cheers, Cheers Mark. Take it easy. Oh, that Mark. He's a lovely guy, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's a nice chap. We, uh... We work together, and so we do have quite a lot of conversations about NFL. And 
Uh, I went into work this morning because I had the day off yesterday to recover from the Super Bowl, and came in this morning. Uh, yeah, this morning, and Mark had very, very nicely put a picture of a goat across my monitor from my desk. Did so, I have uh, a forty nine ers helmet on? <laughs> no. <laughs> I did keep. Uh, I did say about Jerry Rice, but he wasn't taking it. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we now have to put him in that category. Yeah, I think. I think that's probably fair. I don't, I don't think it's too much of an argument against, is there? Mm. Well, we'll try. You right there, King? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm looking at the Hall of Fame entrance. Okay. Well, we're gonna have a break and then we'll come back for part three and we'll talk about the Hall of Fame because there have been some fresh inductees. Welcome back to part three of the Jim and the King NFL podcast, the Super Bowl special with the Punk Raider. Hi, guys. And so we've talked about, well, quite a lot of things actually today, not just Super Bowl related. But we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame because every year they do pick some players from the past to get a nice gold jacket and a a bust in Canton. Not just players. Not just players, but coaches, commentators. All, all sorts go in there, don't they? Video game creators. Yeah, <laughs> yeah rightly so. Yeah, quite rightly so. Yeah. So we're going to talk about those quickly then, mm-hmm. because uh, it's a long, long podcast this week. But I think, I think you, I think Super Bowl right special deserves a longer podcast than normal. Excellent. So let's start with the uh, the nailed on ones. Yeah. And your favourite player ever, King. Yeah, I know you're going to say because he LT LT. Yeah, it's. Lawrence Taylor. He's been in there for years, man. <laughs> so are you. No, Got you. The better LT. Ooh, the better ooh. LT. Wow, that's a big call. Jeez. Yeah. The yeah. Very different position. So what I'm saying is he's the the BLT. <laughs> he's a BLT. Right there. You could be right. All right, so let's talk about Ladanian Thomason. Yeah, what a guy. Yeah, first first decent running back. Straight oh, in. Come on, man. I know you're a Raiders fan. <laughs> He is amazing. <laughs> Consummate professional. Broke records. Yeah. Still holds the record for the most touchdowns by a single player ever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He that. Yeah. He does. Played very well at Wembley against Saints when we saw him. Yeah. Did. Did. He, uh, yeah, he's just a, well, he's just, he never got in any trouble. Never he got was, 20 Super Bowls. Never got and that's a dis- no, but that is, that is a disappointment. disappointment. And there was that little period where, sort of, two or three years, weren't they, where Chargers would always get to the AFC Championship game mm-hmm. and then always lose to the Patriots. Yeah, what was really annoying was there was that one year where we were playing absolutely phenomenally well, and Phil Rivers broke his leg in the game before and played in the Champions Championship game yes. with a broken leg. Yeah, and we and we nearly won that game as well. Um, but and that was disappointing. And he also, I know. I'm a Chargers fan and that was why I loved him and he was the main reason uh, or was besides the, the love of the city was just the fact I was absolutely adored Ladanian Tomlinson sounds like a man crush he um, well it is a man crush he was amazing but he um, he also got very very close with the Jets one year as well and needed about 30 yards yeah. I think to get to a thousand yards rushing for yeah. the Jets and said Rex Ryan said do you want me to put you in the game and he said no coach I'm going to save myself for the playoffs because he was injured a couple of years in the playoffs with the Chargers, which I don't think helped us, and that just showed the kind of guy he was. Mm-hmm. He was all about the team. He, you know, was was humble, was respectful, and uh, absolutely deserves to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. The other the Hall of Fame uh, running back we got here is uh, TD Terrell Davis. 
True. Sorry, can I just tell you a little story for those who oh, don't know then. about LT? Yeah, I thought we'd finish, but go that on. That was the most, like, one of the most iconic trades ever. And actually... He didn't in, want to go, did he? In hindsight. He no, I mean go. the trade to get him in the draft. Oh. Do you know about this? I probably do when you start, but go on. <laughs> so they traded the first overall pick that they had in that season to the Atlanta Falcons for the one and only Michael Vick. Yes. And in the same draft, picked up Ladanian Tomlinson in the first round. Yeah. Which everyone said was a reach, by the way. And then picked up, I don't know if you know him, but Drew Brees in the second round. Some some guy, <laughs> yeah. Whatever happened to him? He went and won a Super Bowl at the Saints. Did he? After we got uh, rid of him yeah. for Philip Rivers. Because right. <laughs> he got a shoulder injury. Yeah. 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 But what a, what a draft that is, by the way. So not only is he an iconic player... What a draft for the Saints. ...involved in one of the biggest... <laughs> what a draft for the well, Saints. It was one, at the time, it was one of the biggest trades ever made for the first overall pick. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's... It's no Herschel Walker trade, though, is it? That's my little fact. It's Ricky Williams is the trade we want to talk about. Traded the whole draft for one player. Yeah, that's crazy. Who hated the Saints? That was that was Herschel Walker as well, pretty much when he went from the Cowboys to the Vikings. Yes, back in the late eighties, and they just said, "Here, take our draft." Yeah, yeah, that worked out well because the the Cowboys built uh, two Super Bowl winning teams out of that. They did. Yeah, they did. They just raided Miami. Got so, their coach and their best wide receiver. So Terrell Davis, let's <laughs> quickly talk TD. about Terrell Davis. Basically, won the Super Bowl on his own. Yeah, he did. Tough one for me. You're Personally. not happy about his well, I'm, I'm, amount of time in the league, are you? I'm not opposed to him being in the Hall of Fame. I'm opposed to him being a first ballot over a couple of the guys that got snubbed. Right. Okay. Um. Yes, won a Super Bowl almost single handedly. Yes. Rush for 2,000 yards, but so did Chris Johnson, and I don't see him going in the Hall of Fame. No, that's very you true. You have to be retired for at least five years, right? There you are. Do, there is a criteria. Yeah. You have to wait a little while, so Chris Johnson's still playing, or at least yeah, he was last sorry, season. Sorry, are you an advocate for Chris Johnson in the Hall of Fame? I don't think so. Well, right I, now, I don't think Chris Johnson right gets in the Hall of Fame. Well, what is he going to do to change it? I don't know. Um, <laughs> he might have another 2,000 yards. I'm just thinking, yeah, maybe he might have a second win. I don't know. You think the best running back in the league is David Johnson? Yeah. And he's his backup. Yeah, all right. He's not going to do may, anything. May, maybe David retirement. Johnson breaks his leg next season. Maybe that's oh, what. That's, don't that's say what that. Jim's you going ever for. say that. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's, he's, you know, maybe starts hanging out with Le'Veon Bell and gets banned for half the year. Yeah. Ooh. And he gets a bit more playing look, time. Look. Alden Smith's back. Yeah. He do you know what? Telling videos himself <laughs> and calls himself his own. Rather than talk about Terrell Davis, yeah, Chris Johnson. Okay, Terrell so Davis. I think yeah. I think he might eventually get into the Hall of Fame, but probably. Well, I wouldn't no, I, the first I, ballot. I can't see that. I can't see Chris, Chris Johnson, Johnson ever getting yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Are you joking? I think he might. No. <laughs> no CJ two K. No. Care. Just because he's got a fancy nickname doesn't make it mean he's he can get in the Hall. He was at the top close. of his game. He For was two seasons. He's he had a shorter career than Terrell Davis. He's smashing everyone though. Then. I don't care. I don't. I said I don't think Terrell Davis is the first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, and I'm agreeing. I don't think Chris Johnson's the first ballot no, Hall of Famer. Like nineteenth ballot. If everyone, oh, if they stop, yeah, eventually, yeah, I'm, I'm not yeah, sure yeah, Chris right. Johnson ever gets in the Hall of Fame. I don't think he will. Ever, I, ever, ever. Adamant, he's never getting in the Hall of Fame. Well, I'm putting the bet on it, but I'm just saying, you know. He's not getting You in. can't ever say he won't no. get in. Look, Terrell Davis uh, should be in there. I wouldn't have put him in this year with the other people that have been snubbed. How about Kurt Warner then? Yeah. He's Kurt going in. Kurt Warner's an interesting one. Uh, the fact that, you know, he was a shelf stacker and, and played in NFL Europe. I mean, he's the first NFL Europe player, I think, to go into the hall. Mm-hmm. Can't think of any others. Should have um, had two Super Bowls. Should have. Obviously, yep. great show on turf. Yep. Um, I, I, I think the fact that he 
resurrected his career after going to the Giants and kind of flopping a bit and then when he got to the Cardinals kind of having those two or three seasons again getting to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl yeah. I think I think that really kind of pushed him over the edge and, and he probably deserved it uh, it's the tale story isn't it it is it is that fairy tale story isn't it shelf stacker to you know Super Bowl winning quarterback to you know maybe dropping off and then you know having the the, the final couple of seasons resurrection as it were born again yeah exactly <laughs> very <laughs> apt for Mr Warner I would yeah. totally put Warner in there but can I just yeah, say that one of the top maybe top five running backs or top ten running backs ever he played with Marshall Falk yes uh, he also has the number four overall yards receiver who was snubbed this year for the Hall of Fame. Is that old Bruce? That is Bruce. Oh, is he it also, Bruce? He also has the 16th overall highest yards receiver in Torrey Holt, who has been snubbed the last two years. I thought he got in last year. He was just a no, finalist. No, he didn't. But he was playing with he was playing three with, of with the players around him three but iconic offensive weapons if you don't get to a Super Bowl without yeah, having other players get, around you no because you know. Julian Edelman's third in would you receiver. argue about Joe Montana Julian, when Julian he had Edelman's Julian Edelman again he's very true he's very true yeah. you, know, I mean, like you think that makes better. your point you think that makes yeah. your point it just doesn't the point the point I see the point you're trying to make but then you I'm flip it and you say advocate. would Joe Montana have got to the Hall of Fame without Roger Craig without Jerry Rice no, of course he would. He was a good enough quarterback. <laughs> so, you know, it's just it's just one of those things. He it happened is. to have the right team around. It is. You I, have to have I, that team to win the Super Bowl, but you don't have to have that team to get no. into the Hall of Fame. I did say I would put him in. I have no arguments. No, no, I'm absolutely. just trying to make. I'm just trying to make oh, this a bit of a debate. Of course, it's always got to be a debate. Yeah, and that is quite impressive to have two of the top fifteen. It is very impressive ever. But when play in the game. but when your offense is nicknamed the greatest show on turf, yeah. You kind of expect it. You kind of do. And when you're running back's nickname's Superman. That's also true. Yeah. yeah. So how about an owner? Jerry Jones. One of the most outspoken owners Jerry in Jones the league. Jerry Jones yeah. got in. Jerry, Jerry Jones. Jones is now a Hall of Fame owner. You, I can't tell if you're being serious. He built being Jones serious. Mahal. So he, yeah, he, he, bought he, that he built that stadium with his own hands. So he has to go in. He killed like people building it <laughs> he killed people <laughs> what he was he's not Ray Lewis do you remember when this, they hosted the Super Bowl and there's like six workers died in the car park yeah and then Jerry Jones was like wasn't that allegedly the on the roof storm. chipping away on the <laughs> roof <laughs> the ice, the ice. <laughs> Because they were Texans fans. He so honestly would see me as well. What are you I don't talking genuinely about? believe that he was involved. I just want to make Look, that Look, Jerry clear. Jones is in the Hall of Fame, right? I'm not joking. I, no, fair play. I, longevity, what he's done with the Cowboys. Yeah. Iconic franchise. He's got to be in there. Iconic owner. Is Al Davis He is. Al Davis is in the yeah, Hall of no, Fame. Yeah, and then yeah. Jerry Jones absolutely yeah, yeah. deserves to be in there. So then we're going down to the, uh, the last three. So, Morton Anderson. Kicker. Saints, predominantly as a kicker. I don't know who that is. 25-year career. As I a kicker. I don't know who that is. Morton Anderson has some of the highest... I think he is actually the highest point scorer in NFL history. Yeah. He, like you say, he had a 25-year career with the Falcons and the Saints. Right. Okay. There's a couple um, of other teams in there at the end. Vikings, yeah, he probably bounced around by the time well, he was he the guy 47, who leads, 48 or something. But. He's the highest point scorer for both of those teams as well, isn't he? Yeah. yeah for both yeah, the Falcons both those teams and, and the, the NFL Saints. on the whole, okay. I think, as well. That's yeah. It's crazy. So if you have a chance to look him up, look him up, because there's some stupid you love stats kickers. there. Check out well, this guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, he's not just a kicker, he's a super kicker. Yeah, no, well, good let's, for him. Let's talk about two that you're not too... Kickers you know. are people too. Kickers are people too. I'm glad he's in, yeah. 
Do two that you're not quite sure about. So we've got Kenny Easley, the old enforcer. Set only a seven-year career, thirty-two interceptions. Not bad for a seven-year career. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Who do you Eight play against? Did he play against Carson Palmer every game? <laughs> <laughs> Just alternate him and Fitz. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the other one's Jason Taylor. Yeah, I got a problem with Jason Taylor being Go on then, first. Punk, let's Is have he it. first ballot? He must be first ballot. I guess yeah, he can't. Got, he can't have, be. can't have retired that long ago, can he? No, he, no. Five years ago, yeah, that'd be about right, wouldn't Where it? Where did he so, go after? Did he go to Patriots after? Miami? Did he have a season? His, with last, the Patriots? his last season was 2011 with the Dolphins. Yeah, so he's a first ballot. Did he Hall go to the Famer. Patriots? No, no. It I think he retired. Dolphins, Dolphin, Redskins, he? Dolphins, Jets, it. Dolphins. Yeah. Jets. It was the Jets. So yeah. I knew it was that division. I he bounced around, but he always went back to the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, he's an iconic I, I, Dolphins player. I, 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 very much like you and TD. I'm, I'm not saying he's not a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he's first ballot, and I think there are people that have been snubbed that would have been higher on my list personally. Well, in in his career, he went to the, the Pro Bowl six times. Yep, three time first team All Pro. He led the league in second team All Pro well, once. He was the Walter Payton Man of the Year in 2007, which always oh, that, helps. That 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 makes it that always right helps. Then. NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 2006. Did he lead the league in sacks then as well? Uh, he was an NFL sacks leader in 2002, yeah. Yeah, I know he led one of the years. Oh, like I say, I'm not saying he wasn't a good player and, and that he doesn't deserve to be there, but 2000s I, he or decade doesn't team. deserve to be first ballot in my eyes. <laughs> I, I'm inclined to 47 agree. forced fumbles, uh, six fumble recoveries for a touchdown. Uh, I just remember... Eight interceptions, that's second most for a defensive lineman. Yeah. I he remember, did play I remember, outside linebacker as well. He wasn't just 139 a and a half sacks. He, he, he's impressive. really pretty much the first of those real hybrid DN yeah, he ended outside up being linebackers. linebackers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah. So he he was kind of if you look at him, he's not the archetype, archetypical DN where you know the big guy. He's he's a he little he's a, he's a lot more slender, a lot more athletic. He was yeah. quite tall, quite long. Yeah, the Dolphins used him, and he was a good player. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, he was always double digits in sacks, and like you said, four stumbles. Stats, yeah, stats, stats prove themselves, but I just don't see him as a first ballot Hall of Famer that, you know, he never never got his team to a Super Bowl. I know he's only a DN linebacker, <laughs> he can't do it all himself. JJ Watt can't get his team to a Super Bowl. No, no, exactly, but... You know, the, the first ballot, really? Nah, it's a stretch. Well, he was ahead of the curve and he was a water painter man of the year, which gives you so much leeway. When you're looking at these players on coaches and everyone gets into Hall of Fame, if you're squeaky clean, you're yeah. much more likely to get in straight away. Oh, yeah, away. absolutely. He's quite a absolutely. quiet guy, so I don't think he's made a lot of noise himself. But I, I remember clearly hearing an interview with Tom Brady, because they used to play him twice, a, or he used to play him twice a year. Yeah. And he said, I hate playing against that guy. And I think when you have players as prestigious as Tom Brady, Brady hates playing, pressure. Then it's well, yeah, he does. All quarterbacks, he does. All quarterbacks Absolutely. hate pressure. But when someone comes out and says specifically, "That's the guy I do like seeing twice a year," <laughs> yeah, yeah. you get little, enough sound bites like that. And I but think that's maybe, also because he's playing him twice a year. Absolutely, but so you get inflated because of that. Somewhat, not that he yeah. is. He's a fantastic player, but I, I'm inclined to agree. I think there's some others that could have gone in. But well, let's debatable. talk about the ones that missed out because if, if players got in. Other players had to miss out on the on the coveted jacket, yeah, and the speech in Canton. Actually, I do think he should have been first time because every time, every interview I saw of him, he was a nice guy. Sorry, all right, you've so just completely talk- changed yeah, your opinion. I thought about it for about five seconds and I went, "That guy." That's is, all it takes for the Kings. He's a man of the year. He's a man of the year. Good to see you. He's a man of the year. You know, <laughs> jeez. 
Okay, so as we talk about squeaky clean helps you. So T.O. again has been snubbed. T.O. should have gone into in. The Hall of T.O. Fame. should be in there by now. It's his off-the-field stuff that's that's holding it up. But, yeah, I, Who cares? He's got I mean, the boy was a dude. Yeah, exactly. It's, you is know, it the, the hall, game is, is not it the played. Hall of off-the-field issues? Exactly. No, no but it seems it was, to be with it. some of these people. <laughs> it seems to be with whoever's putting these votes in because T.O. should have been in there by now. Yeah. For sure. Now it's it's like when you watched Aaron Rodgers in his draft. Yeah, getting it's very down much the like list. That. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, you still haven't picked him. Oh, because last year it was a big snub yeah. that he wasn't allowed. It in. was because let me just show you. Show well, us. Let's just talk about this then for a second. So Marvin Harrison, consummate professional, yes, but only eighth overall in yards. Uh, Chris Carter, bit of a loudmouth. Andre Reid, not really, but consummate professional again. Tim Brown, consummate professional, Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice is the only person in that list that has more yards than T.O. But yeah. they're all in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Everyone else in the Hall of Everyone Fame. Everyone else I mentioned there is in the Hall of Fame. T.O. is second all time with 15,934 yards. There's only... Well, third is Randy Moss, who is another person that might have the same problem. He's going to have the same problem. He will have the same problem. Randy I Moss think Randy Moss is going problem. in first over. I think he's a first ballot. Randy I Moss. I think Randy Moss when he went to the Patriots probably just about redeemed himself enough. Yeah, but I don't know how to you go can in dispute it. Chris Carter, overall, but talked, Chris Carter was Randy I, I, Moss's I, number two. I don't in the get, Vikings, and he's he's in the Hall of Fame. How can you not put Randy Moss? No, in no, there? absolutely. But I don't get how To is not in there. I don't either. I think it's a joke. It's it, it just just makes a mockery of it in my eyes. Didn't he take? He's been to Super Bowl with three different teams. Yeah, <laughs> as the number one receiver. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Who else is on no the list? No one else is going to argue with that one. Who else is on the list? Well, say John Lynch then, safety for the Bucks. Another one should have been in. Should have been in. He's now the GM for the Forty ers because yep. Kyle Shanahan's now yep. gone to there as the head coach. Yeah, after just losing with the Falcons, to the OC. So Alabama OC Steve Sarkeesian's now gone to Atlanta. So just throwing that bit of news in. Alabama defensive coordinator. The offensive coordinator for Alabama. Right. So is the now guy... the OC at Atlanta. Right. Okay. So Steve guy... Sarkeesian. Yes, yeah, Sarkeesian, the guy who wasn't the offensive coordinator the whole season. I was only made offensive coordinator just before the championship game <laughs> when they fired Lane Kiffin yeah. for taking the floor. That's the one. Job. He's obviously yeah. made that an impression. Guy. Yeah, that guy. Get, what the impression that they lost the championship game? Yeah. What the hell are they doing? I don't know. That's it's ridiculous. a weird one. It's a very weird one. Well, they reckon that maybe Chip Kelly goes to Alabama as the OC. No way Chip Kelly goes underneath Saban. Well, I don't know. Well, unless he thinks Saban's retiring and he wants the Bama job afterwards. Maybe it's just, yeah, you sit on that for a year. What are we talking about, about Alabama I was going to say, how do we get on to college football when we're sorry, talking about the Hall of sorry. Fame? Sarkeesian, whatever his name John is. John Lynch. <laughs> Let's John Lynch. Sarkeesian. 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 Yeah. John Lynch. Uh, hard, hard you like John Lynch? Come on. White boy, hard to, quote, to quote hard Warren Sapp. He's, he's part of that, that three real stars for the Bucks team that won 2002. Yeah, and there's the famous line in in the America's Game or the sound effects, whatever you want to talk about, where he is calling out plays in that Super Bowl that led them to pick sixes. Yep, yep. And he played. And do you know what? Yes, you talk about the Man of the Year stuff helping. What should help is when you play on a duffed team for years and years... You stay true to that team, mm-hmm. and then you come in, and you start to be successful. And you've you, all you've done your whole career is play amazing, but you've played with crap players. They draft really well, and you win a Super Bowl. That's 
You become that iconic player. He then went to the Broncos and had success. Massively. He had success everywhere. But I... I, I, that's just going to be a matter of time before John Lynch gets in. It's not, he's not first ballot, so. but he'll get. No, in. I agree. I, and the, I, the work I, he's done on the TV with the, his um, pundit the role, if the Niners the win GM 11 games, role, it's all going to Niners add don't have to win eleven games. If, if, They're not going to win eleven if games Niners next year. Niners win eleven games the next two season. If he's not in the Hall of Fame, that he will be purely for. He'll get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that, it's a safe bet that he's got more time with the NFL. So there's more of a, a legacy to build up for John it Lynch is. before and they you know eventually shove Absolutely, I think he's got a fantastic coach to help him with that transition into a GM uh, GM role as well. And they've got some young talent. They've got some young talent. Just can't tackle. They've got no receivers. No, no, got... no receivers. I think you and I could probably play receiver for the 49ers Arsenal. next season. Ridiculous. The but they've, um, they've got a nice offensive line. They've got some weapons. So the other ones, Tony Baselli, an offensive tackle. Who? Bro- Tony Baselli. Oh, Baselli. I remember Baselli. He was in Blues Brothers, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He was the cop. <laughs> hey, Tony. Tony Pacelli. Yeah, that's him. That's him. That's oh, I, remember, I remember him playing. He was, he, was, he was one of those typical linemen, big, nasty, bite your head off as soon as look at your types. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was solid. He, 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 he wasn't as good as Orlando Pace and those guys, but he, he's certainly up there. And again, I think he's probably one that will get in eventually. Just maybe not first round, second solid, round. Solid sounds great, but not Hall of Famer-ish. At the it's, moment. it's difficult to get in if you're a tackle. It's it is there. difficult to get in. Pace <laughs> lineman is... Uh, Pace is in. Orlando Pace. Yeah, but Orlando Pace was a generational ballot. talent, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. So. Uh, then you've got Brian Dawkins. Safety. Safety. Eagles. Mm. Went to, what was it, five championship games? Two Super Bowls, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what doesn't help him? Is he played in the same era as Ed Reed and Pollard? That's true. That's yeah. very true. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. But again, I, you know, to me, he 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 should have been in there. Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. I I I, I would even put him probably ahead of Jason Taylor. Controversial, maybe. Start. But, <laughs> it's not know. a bad shout. I, 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 there's an argument to be made for that because neither of them have won anything, but Dawkins at least led, Dawkins at led least a defense there. to five yeah. consecutive championship games. You've got a couple more offensive linemen. You've got Alan Fanica and Joe Jacoby. And we've got a centre in Kevin Mawe. Kevin Mawai. 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 Mawai not. Why not, indeed. <laughs> yeah, I th- again, I mean, we, the, the longer we go down this list, the, the easier it is to see why there's such a log jams at times of mm-hmm. certain positions going into the hall. I mean, it was only a couple of years ago that... that Art Monk went in finally at yeah. wide receiver. They had that <laughs> massive log jam of sort of ten wide receivers that should all have been in the Hall of Fame, but of course they couldn't put them all in at once. Yeah, and I think you're going to start to see that with some of the kind of tackles, guards, and and those guys. It's going to be a whole whole, gonna whole be a, group. Just there's going to be a whole group just of offensive <laughs> linemen in in a couple of years' time. I mean. Well, it's easy to justify. You know, I know you made the 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 Taylor sort of example, but stats. It's easy to justify stats. I know you don't. It's just, yeah. It, it, they can be twisted got, any way you like. If you've got 130 sacks, but you've only conceded, if someone's got 130 sacks and someone's only conceded 30 in their career, which is more sexy? It's true. When you see a highlight film, some guy yeah, just yeah, pushing yeah. another guy or the other smashing quarterbacks. It's, yeah. 
an offensive guard, it's difficult to really get a highlight reel together that, yeah. that shows how good you are. Yeah, that is tough. Breakfast, lunch and dinner, that'd be a bit of a highlight reel, I think, for a guard. <laughs> <laughs> and brunch, elevenses. <laughs> Whereas Second Isaac breakfast. Bruce, Isaac Bruce, your boy, has got a lot of highlight reel to, to fall back on. I'm annoyed about this one. I Yeah, Isaac Bruce, I mean, he, for me, he should be, like T.O., should be in there already. But mm. Isaac Bruce, I, so if, if the T.O. issue is, sorry to cut you off there, um, Punk, but if the T.O. issue is the off-the-field thing, Isaac Bruce is fourth overall. Yeah. Tio second in yards. Bruce is fourth. And Bruce, bear in mind Tio and Randy Moss, who are second and third respectively, retired after Isaac Bruce. He, at one point, he was the second person ever to get over 15,000 receiving yards. Mm-hmm. He had 10 seasons in his career over 1,000 yards receiving. Yeah. How That's was what- he not in there? I sp- I, but again, we're going to end up with this log jam again, aren't we? Wide receivers because you're going to have purely because Moss, they got to wait Owens. for t- they got yeah. to wait for Owens and Moss to go. Exactly, in. they've got to wait for Owens and Moss to go in, and then they're suddenly going to go. Well, now we can throw Bruce and and who else is on the list? I can't can't think off the top of my head. Fitzgerald, he's going to retire sometime soon yeah. in the next two three years. So five years There's down the line, he's coming. He'll in. be first ballot. There's another one, Steve Smith. Steve Smith, oh, he's, he's retired. Going, yeah. So five Who's years seventh? he's going in. Who's seventh. You've then got Andre Johnson who's 11th yeah he'll go in you've got Reggie Wayne who's just retired he'll go in you've got Anquan Bolden who's 14th and could go in another consummate An- professional Anquan Bolden I think has got a pretty good chance yeah, yeah. you've got H- Tory Holtz well, he's, he's, he's another man of the year he's another Walter Payton man of the year you're just going to end it, it, they're doing the same thing again they're just going to log jam the wide receivers they'll have to increase then, the amount they let in every year won't they well, the last one on the list for finalists was Ty Law the cornerback Solid solid yeah, solid very solid player. player. How many was it? Two, three Super Bowls with the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's getting in. Yeah, he'll, not, get in, he'll get in. But in a he's not. Years. He's not first ballot. He's not. But these not guys. They need, to not sort, they need to sort out this wide receiver thing before it becomes a real problem. <laughs> again, because those guys. They've already had one real problem with the wide guys. receivers. They're going to do it again. They are going to do it again. Well, Moss is what two, three years away. Yeah. Steve Smith's going to be five years away. Yeah. Reggie Wayne's three years away. Three years away. Fitz is six years away probably he's got one more season I think he's got another season in they need to they need Andre, to well, Andre Johnson's retired Andre now. Johnson's so retired now as well that's five years so I think they've really got to let T.O. in next year because otherwise it's just the, the raucous the, the, the noise from the crowd is going to get too big I think they've They've picked some other players well, up there. You know. you know, the Hall of Fame is supposed to be for elite players yeah. T.O. is an elite player yeah. Yeah. whether or not He's got problems off the field, etc. He's an elite player. He's not OJ he's Simpson, is he? Exactly. He's the he's he's not breaking laws. No. He's just not doing what the NFL like. So, you know, I I will Tom Brady get be it. first ballot then. Oh, well, that goes pretty much. must be getting late if he's asking that kind of thing. You know, if he's, if he's breaking NFL laws. According to the matter. NFL, they're going. They are going to. They might get chippy. I'm just thinking about it now. Goodell's last little dig. <laughs> they are going to have to put Owens in. They've got to put. They've got, yeah, of course Andre, they have. I'm That's amazed they didn't. So next year they're going to have year. to, right? Before Andre Johnson, because neither of them have won a Super Bowl, and frankly, most of these quarterbacks haven't. Uh, wide receivers haven't. But Owen, you can't put Andre Johnson in ahead of Owens. Ahead of Owens, you can't. The only th- factor then is off the field, and that's ridiculous. Yeah, because there's and a debate. It's Chad so Johnson far in the past now yeah. as well. You know, everyone. 
even other fans should be able to like get over that. And T.O. should, should be get in the hall. What? He had fun. <laughs> exactly. What is no, T.O. should, over. No he fun should be in the hall <laughs> just for having a sharpie in his sock and still playing. Oh mate, that guy's <laughs> hilarious. Like, I don't, I don't know what you need to get over. I don't understand it. He's a character, but did he play? I loved him. And did he put his heart and soul into yeah. every minute he played? NFL, with him? no fun league. I don't care. Put him in. That guy. <laughs> We're is. doing our best to bring it back, man. That's <laughs> all we can do from over this side. Yeah, they should. They should. He. Do you know what? He must have sold, made so much money for that league. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But ratings you know. for that. De- he was just pure ratings. He was ratings. Get your popcorn. Get your popcorn out. <laughs> That's so that's it I mean that's the Hall of Fame for 2017 and then we have to wait around for next year to see if T.O. gets snubbed again who's in have you got any idea who's coming up next year no I, I don't look at that no sorry no, there's one well, guy obviously all those people there's that were finalists who retired about around five years ago there's one guy you mentioned that I mentioned yeah isn't Brett no you mentioned to me recently Brett Favreau is that going in, isn't he? No, he went in last Favreau year. Favreau went Favreau. in last year. He went in 16. Oh, did he? Oh, whatever. Then. That Falcons He's already quarterback, free. yeah. Oh. <laughs> that Falcons quarterback. Troy Polamalu's got to be close, hasn't he? Five uh, years retired? Yeah, maybe. Ed Reed? Yeah, and both of them. Both of them. I'd I think Ed, Ed stuck around one season I think it was one didn't season he? more, wasn't there? Yeah, he picked up a paycheck for that yeah. rather than sticking out with his team. Yeah. Yeah, it's always interesting, interesting anyway, Hall of Fame because you anyways, always argue it exactly when we will we will be back to argue it and we'll be back next week as well guys um, we have got some other ideas to do before we get to the draft so there will be some more Jim and the King before the summer break and season thank never you. ends exactly well <laughs> it feels like it now <laughs> well thank you so much for coming over Punk it's not often we get the chance to, uh, to square off no it's always fun man show. it's always good to sit here and chat with you guys uh, yeah yeah. Um, I, I shall be listening next week. Awesome. Awesome. As I do every week. Thank you. Well, until next week, guys. I've been Jim. That's been the King. That's been the Punk. And thank you so much for listening. Yeah.